What's up, dude? Oh, what's going goodness. on? We're back. We're back. I've been itching to, to do an intro like that for a long time. The only thing we're missing, Zach, is some intro music. Hey, all right. Well, if you're a true fan and you're, you're tuning in right away, um, we are working on uh, this is sort of our, our pre episode for the season podcast, and we're working on getting a nice intro, get some cover art, really up in the sound quality. Lots of, lots of improvements coming your guys' way. Local artists for both. We got Keith Thornby. Oh, number one. We love Keith. Music's going to be great. And then we got Matt Waldron. Ah, oh, we love <laughs> great, Matt. Great local artist. We're going to have, we're going to have a, we're going to have a logo. We're going to have every, these two guys are definitely year. more professional at uh, music and art than we are at podcasting. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's without a doubt. So that I was telling you guys earlier, I feel like, you know, second year podcast, second year wide receiver, like we're just, we're, we're bound to beat ADP, right? We're, we're, we're onward and upward. Hammer those second year wide receivers, our, hammer those second year pods. Our 533 views is going to like quadruple this year. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep that rate 2,000 listens. Yeah, we need 2,000 streams at least. Uh, we also 10x our marketing budget, so it's uh, actually a, a loss. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but with all the, the money we win from all of our fantasy leagues this year, it's it's easily going to pay for itself. Yeah, I think I think it just needs to be like uh, we, we collude and just we win the league. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> one, of, one of the three of us. Not. After the draft, immediately trades all my best players for Robbie Anderson. Like, <laughs> kick this guy off the pod, out of the league, get him out of here. That's how you win your leagues. Start a podcast with three others and collude together. Let's go. Yep. That's, that's how you win fantasy football right there. That's the advice everyone's looking for. Wow. And it's perfect. It's pre-draft. So that, that, that's the other thing is in our two main leagues, we have not drafted yet. Yeah. So, so today's like pre-episode is definitely going to be more about um, just NFL in general, general stuff, yeah. general, general fantasy, fantasy stuff. But we can't say can't give away all of our guys. We yeah. can't give the I can't say I'm drafting Brandon Cooks in the third. Like, I can't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> the bag of tricks, you know. We can't we yeah. can't let that out yet. Yeah, we'll let that all out next week, and then we'll get really into you know our projections each week for guys. Um, Gonna gonna make things a little bit more in depth this year. One of the changes is, um, you know, we're gonna start picking like sleepers each week from each matchup. You know, kind of get that that flex appeal. Someone that, you know, you're not sure if you should start player B or player C because they're not great options. But we want to really deliver on uh, some good recommendations this year. Try to try to hammer home, you know, good fantasy insight for everybody. It's gonna be great. Uh, we're also moving to we're moving to Thursdays. That's huge for us. Yeah, <laughs> no, no more no more Monday night podcasts. We're also no longer dwelling in the past. You're looking towards the future. All right, which I'm very excited for as well. We actually are going to understand where to rank players somewhat appropriately each week, rather than guessing on Monday. Exactly. We can talk about more than just waivers. It's all about the upcoming matchups. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a good quality of life, quality of podcast improvement, I think. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, just like the the fans have always wanted, uh, we are bringing back the uh, favorites. You know, fan favorite sec- segment of the podcast. Uh, always gonna be ending every single episode with our new flavor of the week. What are you munching on? We, we're gonna have the munchies. We're gonna let you know what is the best 
weird snack out there um, and bring you back that content as well. We're starting tonight. <laughs> yes, we are. You know, we don't come here empty handed. We've got something in our bag of tricks. We've got the uh, cheddar and sour cream flaming hot ruffles with LeBron James on the cover. LeBron James is the, <laughs> the, the difference maker for me. This is this is why I want this snack. <laughs> it's a good snack already. Yeah, 100%. It's like going to the, the, the cereal aisle and you see your favorite players on a Wheaties box. You're like, oh, I need Wheaties right now, dude. I got to have that. Right. And you also, like, everybody loves cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Yeah, it's one they're, of, they're it's, a classic it's one chip. Of, it's one of the better chips out there. Yeah. And then you, you put Flamin' Hot, flame hot on, it. on it. It's like, what? It's, it's, it should be the best combination of all time. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. Uh, they, neither you or Braden have tried it, but I have, and it lives up to the hype. I'm nervous, man. That's, that's <laughs> high praise. That's high praise. Braden, doing this season out in Denver, so we are uh, live podcasting through the year. Braden, how's Denver? It's good. It took me a little longer to find these LeBron snacks in Denver, so I don't know, uh, you know. They hate LeBron. I don't know, man. There might be a little uh, food desert out here or something. I don't know what's going on, but, you know. I've noticed that they apparently. sell out quick. sell <laughs> <laughs> out so quick in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they actually know he's going to play for the does. Nuggets. They know that LeBron's about to play for the Nuggets here next next go around next contract. We're also breaking NBA news this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> another, another segment of our pod. Yeah, we teased it last year. I think we're just teasing it again here this year. <laughs> but uh, but don't be surprised to get a little basketball talk mixed in every once in a while. I'd be a little surprised, but <laughs> I guess you never know. The best thing um, is that I I have no knowledge of basketball, so I'm going to give all these hot takes, and it's not going to apply. You know, basically, do not trust anything I have to say about basketball. So, and that's why I bring Keaton in, biggest LeBron <laughs> fan you'll ever meet. Hates Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> who hates Kobe? Hates <laughs> <laughs> Keaton. Yeah, and loves Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Keaton. We're kidding. He's Kobe Stan. He was going to be coming on next week's podcast. Yeah. Just refute that. Coming in hot. <laughs> what um, else are we doing this year? Well, just as a follow up from last year, uh, we had uh, the guy in our, our dynasty league. He his punishment was to get an extra yes. large blizzard from uh, the Morehead, Minnesota Dairy <laughs> Queen, because that's the only place in America that sells extra larges. And he drove. Three and a half hours, one way, got his ice cream, ate it all, said half of it melted, drove three and a half hours back home. I mean, what a champion. That is a uh, big win for the league. Yeah. Nick showed he's a true league mate for life. Like, you can't you can't yeah. leave after doing that. That's, that's right. a terrible punishment. That, that really builds camaraderie <laughs> yeah. with everyone. I just have to say the best part about that was how it came together. We didn't set this up in advance. It was literally – I think it was – after the toilet bowl or right before, it was literally, yeah, you have to drive to like, and get XL Blizzard. And then <laughs> a week before, and I was in the toilet bowl against Nick. And, you and just, I was like, on the pod, and I was like, this sounds hilarious. Lock it in. Well, that and, you, and the best part was you didn't know that it was only in Moorhead. Right. No, I, I just thought you could go like, like a block get away the, and get it get over with. No. XL Blizzard. Nice job, Nick. Um, I know that uh, in, our, in our other longtime league – Keaton, uh, he got last place, and he had to go through. Do he ate a, a Caniac combo yeah. with raisin canes? 
Yeah. More than a box combo. Yeah. Didn't have to go that box far. Box combo was the requirement, and he just straight up orders a cane. Yeah, and then and then he just he goes and hammers these NFL drills. Like he's sweating, but he's not he's not puking. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. We're uh, we're planning to have a little bit of a, a, a high quality video produced uh, for this that we're gonna get to send out to everybody. Um, so look forward to the the next hype sleeper. Uh, could be Keaton Rush getting scouted by the NFL. It, it will be tweeted out by us, 100%. <laughs> the Twitter account will have it. The thing is, A.J. Dillon's quads or Keaton's quads? That's what keeps me up at night. I don't know what's what's better, what I want more. I mean, they're juicy. <laughs> That's fair. That's 1A, 1B right That's there. That's fair. That's, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. You can't go wrong. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great video. Um, last but not least, uh I know that I lost a bet on this podcast last year. You did. Um, I've been meaning to fulfill my punishment all summer, but it's been busy. I've been going to weddings. I got married. I went on a honeymoon, and now I'm back. And I said, I gotta, I gotta do this punishment. <laughs> you gotta wash. You gotta wash Sue Scoop's car. I'm going to Sue Scoop's house like in the next week, maybe like a Wednesday night. Who knows? <laughs> Stripping down into my uh, my jean shorts and just suds up her car, get it nice and clean. Right in the cul sack. <laughs> Honestly, man, she's been pretty lonely, so I think she's going to appreciate it. Well, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to meeting you, Sue. She knows you well. She's <laughs> our biggest fan. Yeah, absolutely. We do this to you. She was at least 100 of those 533 <laughs> listens. <laughs> she's a repeat weekly listener. I think yeah. she got a tat, actually. All of her faces straight on the shoulder. So. <laughs> Appreciate it, Sue. <laughs> It's great. Um, uh, yeah. Well, then, I guess... There's a few more things we're doing this year on the pod that will be fun. Yeah. That we want to do. Um, so let's talk about that. We're going to do owner interviews on a weekly basis. Oh, let's go. I think this is I think the best addition to the podcast. Our, our league mates do not know about this yet, but we are going to pick a matchup of the week that will be determined by me, Braden, and Zach. Uh, in, in one of our leagues, hopefully give me some league every time. Might extend to the Dynasty League if necessary. It, it also could go to anyone's random league. If, if you're a listener and you league. know that you've got a good matchup with your best friend and you guys are going to talk trash to each other, we want you on the pod, you know? We just want two guys that are facing off against each other that have, you know, a heated rivalry or, or a matchup with a lot on the line. That, and they just want to, you know, build up their team, talk trash to the other team. You know, just come on here and, and, and really ruffle some feathers. That's what we want. Here to hear first. It's going to be Could great. Could have said it better myself. <laughs> Without the, myself. So, so yeah, I mean, if, if you're just ever interested in talking trash to anyone in your league and you want them to talk trash back, come on the pod. We're, we, we'll set up an interview. You know, we'll get a little, you know, question A, question B. What's your response? And, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a fun time. Yes, sir. Be sweet. All right, I'm on um, back right now. Not gonna lie. But I'm oh on man. Oh man. man. So let's save let's save that trash talk for a little bit later. Absolutely. What, what, after post draft, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> that's when we're gonna really start ripping each other's teams. <laughs> the best part is when you talk trash after the draft, and then your team and you think you're number one. Your team ends up tanking the whole year, and then <laughs> you just eat it. How it goes, man. Um. Yeah, just uh, 
another big segment that was sort of teased earlier. I guess there's there's two things that could go hand in hand. You know, one we're going to break down those those flexed picks in in every single game. You know, should you start KJ Osborne or should you start Jaylen Hunter Renfro? <laughs> no, no, like an actual flex option. Okay. Is, is KJ Osborne or Hunter Renfro going to have a better week? Um, and and kind of give those picks. Um, for each matchup, but then we're also gonna we're gonna take a, a like a heat check and do like a trade, you know, analyzer value check on, on different players around the league. Um, a guy who had a big week last week, or or just you know had a terrible week, and they're a hot name. We're gonna talk about them, and we're gonna say what would you trade him for? You know, what's a fair offer that you would actually accept for that that player? I like it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. A lot more. There's going to be a lot of trades. There's going to be a lot of trades between the three of us as as a result of this, or none. There's going to be no trades because we're all going to know that everybody's higher on one guy. We're just not going to trade this year. That's all right. And I mean, we're going to specifically ask Keaton them what what some of these trade values are. This is going to be Keaton's best segment. Yeah. (laughs) Trade savant over there. He did. He he got one done. Got one done. He got one done in the dynasty league. Yep. Looking forward to. uh, picking his brain um and then obviously we said it earlier we're bringing back the favorite and we're uh we're gonna be on it every single week this week is like our picks of the week um our duds of the week there's gonna be certain parameters but we're gonna we're gonna be posting those each week going yeah. through them we're all gonna give you one name for a few different positions what was, the, what was our last segment in there there was like fourth we wanted to give Somebody who was going to be like smashed this week, like a sleeper, yeah. an automatic pick, like you're you're locked for the week. Yeah, yep. Uh, the dud of the week, ranked high, going to be low. Yep. And then we had one more. We did. What was it? I don't know. We have it written down somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually get to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll bring thought is that sometimes we lose our train of thought. That's Surprise pick. It's the beauty <laughs> of the pop. Uh, Surprise picks of the week. We don't even know what they are. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So that's that's basically some of the big changes that we've got coming uh, this year in the pod, and um, we're really looking forward to getting into it. But we figured we might as well talk fantasy news right now, kind of talk offseason, you know, dynasty guys, rookies, tr- you know, camp talk. Just kind of prep, you know, for what's what's – the hot talk in fantasy before your draft right now. Yeah. So, I mean, just like if we wanted to go recent news that, like, affects fantasy players, the biggest story of the last week, I mean, one of the craziest of the whole offseason is uh, the rookie running back from the Washington Commanders, Brian Robinson. Um, he was having a great camp, and it was probably going to be named the starting he won running the job back. over Antonio Gibson. And, uh, and then he got shot. Like multiple times in a carjacking, carjacking, and he came out totally unscathed. Yeah, like he's, he's like be back he's, in he's, like four he's or six the, weeks. He's on the he's on the active roster. He's he's on the the pup. Right, but he was on the original fifty three. Right, he made the fifty three. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be the starter. And then this, Can you imagine like to think like he could actually guy? play this year. Yeah, who was it that got cut? And can you imagine being cut? It was I think it was Jarrett Patterson, and he got oh, yeah. <laughs> And you're like, okay, this guy got shot. Like, I'm totally healthy. Like, you rather have yeah. this guy over me. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. But, dude, great to see you already out of the hospital. That's insane. 
Yeah. Unreal. You can't imagine getting shot multiple times and then like being like, yep, still looking like I'm going to play this year. Yeah. That's crazy. Insane. Um, And then today's news, not not as crazy, uh, but Broncos country, let's ride. (laughs) Ruff Wilson, seven years. Yeah, they locked him up on like a $250 million five-year extension. Um, Does that make you want to draft him more? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. He hasn't been that good in Seattle. He's, he's going to be better here. I think it's, it's a better team. I mean, the weapons are damn near similar. Some could say worse. I mean, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are like incredible. They're two very, very good receivers. Like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy would be good, but I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not huge on Russ this year. Did, I mean, I'll, I'll take him as you move Russ up your board at all, Braden. I will say, I mean, he's he's as good of a candidate as any of those kind of, you know, right around the top 10 pocket passers to hit it into, you know, make it to an upper tier like the Matthew Staffords and Tom Brady's the last year. And it's even if, you know, even if the weapons are similar, you know, because obviously DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are elite. I don't think that's covered enough. But um, people act like it's a huge upgrade. But there are a ton of weapons in Denver. There's a good variety, more than just two. And then... I think on top of it, just uh, giving Russ the keys to the offense, not being stuck with Pete Carroll's, you know, very, you know, almost almost beyond Mike Zimmer view of how an offense should be run, where just very run heavy, you know, go for the deep shot every once in a while. I think he's going to be, he's going to have the keys to the offense, and he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. I think the Hackett won't, you know, force anything. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think, yeah, I think he can make it top six for sure. I mean, he's just being drafted around like number nine. Yeah, so. for sure. He, he 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 has the talent. Like that's that's not in question. I mean, he's but can, can he sustain it? We we've seen we've seen him be like the quarterback one like six seven weeks every year to start the season. Like Russ is always looking like MVP. Russ is finally going to happen, and it, it'll be interesting to see. But that's I mean, the question. That's the big question. One last thing is the the uncertainty with their new head coach and, like, a new system in Denver. They've got really good running backs. Are they going to be a run first or pass first team? Um, And they're in a really tough division. So, like, are they going to win games and be competitive? There's a lot of uncertainties about the Broncos and their coaching situation and Russ there this year that I think that's kind of what pushes them down into that that 9-10 zone rather than, you know, a top-six quarterback. Yeah, and that's saying, you know, I don't think he has the upside to hit top three unless he really was like Russ Cook level and all the, you know, best case scenario. But I really think it would be, you know, in that, you know, he can hit be like a Stafford or a Brady last year where he hit five, four maybe, and, you know, in best case scenario because he doesn't run like he used to. Right. Um, yeah, speaking of other big names right now and just kind of different hype things, um, training camp hype, there's a lot of it this year. Yeah, I, I felt like I would. I told myself I wasn't going to succumb to it, and I was going to hold strong on like my my rankings pre, you know, training camp and post training camp. But no, people have been do moving it. up and down. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't, can't do it. <laughs> Not with Twitter and Reddit these days. It's just it's too much out there. Yeah. Um, so so I we we named a few players and um just we'll bring up a few guys and kind of get your temperature on it and and not where we're drafting them or anything again we're sure. drafting shortly but uh do you believe it or is this just like camp talk 
yeah, three three rookie running backs: Damian Pierce, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Brees Brees Hall. Like those first two really good camps. I mean, and then Brees Hall maybe he's kind of died down in the last couple weeks. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Um, Brayden, let's hear from you first. D- D- Damian Pierce, you buy the hype? I mean, I do to an extent. Like, I believe that he's going to be the starter. He's going to get volume. Um, I don't know if he's going to start off with a pass catching role. I think from what I've heard, he actually, he can catch, but I think that, you know, they're going to mix in Burkhead and a few of those Rexy, other guys. Rexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy, baby. He's a most pale type of guy. But, um, no, I, I think, you know, he could earn more of that role, but I think, you know, right now you're kind of looking at, you know, his upside at this point looks like, you know, a Damian Harris, which would be great, but I don't know if he could be a lead winner type, but, I mean, if you're getting him in the eighth round and he could be an RB2 for you, I mean, why not? Or, you know, just a good, great depth, you know? I mean, yeah. So I'm not buying the hype as far as this guy's going to win any championships, but I'm buying the hype as this guy can be a solid RB2. I, I am – I'll go, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I, I am buying the hype, I think, in the same way that you are. Um, I, I, I think he, he's obviously the starter. He's, he's going to get all the early down work. Wouldn't shock me if he's really like successful in early down work to give him the third down work, um, but it's the Texans. Like, I don't know. I think the only person I want to like even potentially touch on that offense is Brandon Cooks. I guess at ADP, underdog sleeper of the year is Davis Mills. <laughs> Got to pick him in best ball. Dude, dude just goes off some games for no reason. Well, it's because they're losing, but um, yeah. So that, that, that's my thought. They, they, they Damian Pierce, going to have a good year. I don't know if I buy, like, his ADP today. Yeah, so it sounds like in a redraft, you guys think that he's, he's okay and you kind of like him in that you know, mid-range running back. But how about Dynasty? Like, where does he – how does he change from a redraft league to a Dynasty league? And, you know, where would you pick him? And what are you expecting out of him long term? Because he's still have a moved up from, like... We, we still have a dynasty draft, Zach. Where, where, where are you sitting with your uh, first-round pick this year? I've got a few first-round picks. I've got three, six, and eight. Okay, and, and Brady, uh, where are you sit? I'm sitting around that Damian Pierce range, baby. Are you at 12? One twelve, yeah. Oh, he, he's going to get picked before that, no yeah, question. So we had one other rookie draft before this, and he went number four overall. He went number four overall. And now he's, like, going one, two, or three. Yeah, it's insane. Overall. Like he, he, he's he's a lock for top three right now. I think pretty I think much. He jumped to Ken Walker. Top three in the rookie draft. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm I don't care what people hear my opinion on it. I uh, honestly I think I'm please do that. I want to get you know some of these first round receivers or second round receivers. receivers. You know if I can get uh, Dotson or a Pickens, you know I'm I'm pumped. So I, right. that's what I want. Did you just say you're Damian Pierce? Yeah. Well, like, a little bit. Sure. Um, because Brain just led perfectly into the rookie wide receivers. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Yeah. I mean, from a dynasty perspective, I think that's a lot more exciting to talk about than from a redraft perspective. Oh, 100%. I think all these guys are just – they're, like, must-have guys. There's, like, a lot of them a lot in of dynasty. Whereas yeah. – you know, in redraft, you, you might draft a couple of them, but you don't know what you're going to get this year. But you're excited to own any of them Yeah, if, if you're in Dynasty. 
And just due to where we pick, I think that we have no reason not to share how we rank them in Dynasty. Um, that's, a, that's a little interesting because trades can still happen. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, I'm not, I, just, I have picks three, six, and eight. And if I tell you every that's guy fair. that I want at these spots, then it could that's shake fair. up. I know I know I'm not moving up in the draft. I, I'm at I'm two I'm, and I'm sitting there. Go ahead. Well, you guys can talk what you want. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right, Braden, go ahead. What's your order? Okay. So me and Derek talked a lot in the offseason. I know he may not. I don't know if he's flipped on this take, but I would t- I would still take Drake London at number one. I know he's a consensus, but um I, I 100% believe in the talent. And then from there, it's tough. I mean, if you want to go, you know, uh, Garrett Wilson, I can understand, you know, if you want to take the kind of the safer pick. But I think personally I would go uh, Traylon Burks. Ooh. And then um, just because I, I think that, you know, it's another one of those things where the, the camp hate and the, the you know, a lot of short, yeah. you know, just – it, we get caught up in the preseason situations and we, you know, and it, it, it I, I think he's going to be good, you know, at least solid. He's, he's going to get a lot of volume because he's a starter, you know, he's going to be probably at least, but he's probably going to be a starter. But other than that, I'd probably go Wilson. You know, I'm interested in Olave, honestly. Um, but it's tough because, you know, I, I kind of had these set rankings and then now you got Pickens showing out in, in, in preseason. Yeah. So you almost want to bump them up, but, I think I'd still push him behind because Olave, you know, he seemed. He, I think he'll probably hit. You know, he's very safe as a prospect, and then I think he's just gonna, you know, do really well. They said, well, Pickens, you know, might be regulated to third and not get as many opportunities. Worst quarterback situation. Um, now I, then I go Dotson. No, actually, no. I'm sorry, Jamison Williams. I would Jameson go Jamison Williams, Williams has been sliding sure. down boards like crazy. Yeah, you know, I got him at one nine, and I was thrilled. I was like. That's who I wanted. I was I I traded my one five pick, and I was like, I'm probably giving up Jameson Williams by doing this, but like whatever, I got to do it. Got him at one nine, and I was just like, I would have picked him one five. He went on one ten in my my other dynasty draft too. That's crazy. I mean, he could be the, the, the draft. number one wide receiver in this draft. Right. Like oh, if absolutely. you were doing a rookie draft um, back in June, I I feel like. Um, uh, he was going in that like four or five range, Jameson Williams. And oh, now sure. he's dropping to like that eight, nine, ten range. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened when you get those guys like Damian Pierce coming up. That's all um, camp hype on these rookies. It is. It is. Pickens is moving up. Jahan Dobson's moving up. James Cook. Yeah, every, everyone's moving up. Brian, yeah, I mean, for a Jared while. Goff, I mean, I think Jared Goff can get it to Jameson Williams too, you know, more than some of these other wide receivers. You know, like Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson. I guess you got Joe Flacco now, but it's, I mean, I think James will have to show out even this year and he's still coming off of IR, you know? It's, uh, it's Zach Wilson, right? I mean, Zach Wilson's playing week one. He's, I don't think he's playing week one. Is he not? He's out. He's out for a little while, actually, like a few weeks. I, I thought that was the original, like, discussion. It was like, oh, he's going to miss a few weeks. But, like, recently it's been like, he's questionable for week one. Like, he might play. Hey, I'll, t- I'll take a peek really quick, see what the latest reports yeah, are. Yeah, it says if they're not ready to rule him out. That was on August 18th. That's yeah. all. So they still have it. Right. That one says he has a yeah, chance to start. Either way. Um, I, I feel you there, though. 
quarterback um, situation's not as as good. I'll rank my receivers, then we'll go back to this one. This other guy having training camp hype because he's sure. going to be on my list. He shouldn't be, <laughs> but he is. Um, Braden, I gave you slack the whole time for Drake London. I was like, no, I don't think Drake London's it. Like, I think he's the same as the other guys. I think I was wrong, but I'm not ready to put him at number one. He, I, I would still go in Dynasty. I would pick Garrett Wilson, Ooh. Um, Jamison Williams, Olave, London, and then I go to like Burke, Sky Moore, Dotson, Pickens. They're all kind of the same range. I like Pickens and Dotson a lot. Like I love both those guys. Like if I. I'm not going to get one at like two two six, which is pick eighteen in the draft. So it's like, uh, but yeah, that's that's how I rank it. And then uh, a little bit down the board, Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, Dobbs, pronounced Dobbs, like yeah. D O B B S, but with a U mixed in there, pronounced Dobbs. What do you think? Is it, is it, is it, is it's yeah. a hype reel. On, and he had a lot of early camp hype, and then as the seasons got closer, his names kind of died down, and he's no longer a hot commodity. You know, um, I don't know. I don't think that I believe in him as a as a dude this year. It's a, it's like a it went from like a twenty five percent chance to like a ten percent chance. And you're still way higher on Christian Watson, I would imagine, as in everybody should be in Dynasty. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe he yeah. was out all camp. You never know. He's a small school guy. He's, his ceiling's would, super high, but his 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 low is really low. Yeah, I'd say you know as far as just all the receivers go, he's definitely someone I'm lower on. But compared to Dob, that probably lean that way. But it's he just has that profile that you just get a little nervous about if he's going to bust or not. You know, it, he, he already had that coming in. Like London. <laughs> oh, I see. I, that's where I disagree, but. That's, you know, no, I'm not, I'm talking about, uh, like, you know, he, he was a four year starter. He didn't have a really breakout age, all that kind of stuff, you know, um, with small school, when did he go to North Dakota state, I think um, not a lot of production, though, not a lot of production. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of production, but no, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm heartened that you turn around a little, a little bit on Drake London. I mean, I, I think you should be higher, but that's just, that's just my take. I think I, I, I just, hated him from the beginning where I, I was just like I him being fourth on, on my list is like that's coming up a lot I know the one thing that I was just like I can't agree with the experts on <laughs> and I don't watch film it's not like I like know how like good this guy is or isn't but I, just, I don't know yeah and I, I mean I could be he's gonna be like he's gonna be like Mike Evans now and just and just be like right, dominant right. for like 15 years I mean, I could be totally polluted by the, you know, all the, the experts' uh, consensus on what they're feeling. But from what I saw, I mean, it, it looks – I mean, and then seeing him in preseason, even though he got for, right after the play, like seeing that, that 25-yard reception, he looked really good. But then immediately he got one play in the guard. So that's not a lot to go off of. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, for Romeo Dobbs, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with, with Zach basically the exact same. Like, I – you know, I'd, I'd say probably Watson over him in Dynasty, but I'm not super high on either of these guys. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is super big on trust, and Dobbs can make some plays, which is great, but he seems very drop-happy, and I, I don't think Rodgers is going to, you know, stick with that very long. Well said. Um, I mean, looking at the running backs here, the, 
there's the big names, you know, as we've kind of got them written down here, uh, Brees Hall, Ken Walker, Damian Pierce, James Cook, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, um, kind of in that order, it kind of feels like that's where they're ranked. I mean, maybe Damian Pierce has surpassed Ken Walker, but you know, how, do you, how do you view these guys moving up and down so far? Yeah, I mean, I think that James Cook has definitely fallen down boards. Okay. Um, whether or not it's justified. Um, I think that he came in knowing they'd probably have a really big receiving role. Like, he's probably the third down back. Um, and hopefully he gets rushing a rushing role as well. But, I mean, Singletary was really good last year. Um, so, I guess it makes sense to see a, a potential three down back, or at least early down back, and Pierce jump in. But, yeah. I think, I think he's going to be... A, a solid long-term player, um, but it might be J.D. McKissick and not someone else. Sure. So so two of these six backs kind of feel like they're receiving backs, James Cook and Rashad White. Yep. You know, they're kind of going in the end of the first, beginning of the second in like a, a 12-team rookie draft. Um, and, I mean, do you think that they have a chance to outproduce these bell cow type backs in Brees, Ken Walker, Damian Pierce, and Brian Robinson? Like, I feel like those guys, you're more confident drafting those bell cows because you know they're going to get 15, 20 touches a game, whereas this receiving scat back might only get 5 to 10 touches a game. Um, but, you know, they have all that athleticism and can do that role really well. No, definitely. I mean, Rashad White's interesting because he, he definitely, you know, he's, he has that strong receiving profile, but he's big enough to actually, he could run between the tackles, but... He's not, you know, he's not kind of off running. They don't need that. Exactly. You know, he's going to be the backup the whole, you know, unless Lenny gets hurt or for some reason he just totally falls off a cliff. So eats more and more. Maybe long term. White could be interesting long term. I just have a tough time with like third or fourth round running backs. You know, I, I the, the traditional narrative since they don't really hit long term because it's so easy to replace them is usually, you know, if they have, if they have it. You know, especially right now, look at Damian Pierce. Like, there's so much hype behind Damian Pierce. People are so bullish, but, you know, Houston could easily decide to get to get some guy in the second round and replace him next year. Probably not, but you would never be. I mean, look at Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Oh, That's exactly what happened. Michael Carter yeah. was looking like a solid running back. Um, I mean, I, I think he wasn't going to be a top 15 running back in the NFL, most likely. And I guess if Brees, a, a really good prospect, falls to you in the second round, it's – why not jump on it? But I don't know. I, I'm not – I mean, Brees is the number one pick. If, if, you, if you're in Dynasty it, or in Redraft, Brees is the first rookie going, and he should be. If you if you yes. own the 101, are you, you shopping it? Knowing I, that Brees might not be, like, the bell cow back to start the season, and, like, you thought maybe he was going to be a top 10 guy, and now you're like, well, now he's maybe just a top 20 guy. In Dynasty, I wouldn't – I mean, Brees is still, like, the prize of this draft. Like, he's going to go 1-1 one, one everywhere. Um, I think if you have the chance to draft what could look like a five- to seven-year starter, or, like, even if he doesn't get it this year, he should have the next four years him going into, like, his own and being, like, a top running back in the NFL. Like, DeAndre Swift's coming into year three, right, right now? Yep. Um, I mean, he's, like – a consensus top five pick in dynasty and he's he's never had the role to himself completely sure so i mean especially year one he split a lot mm-hmm. year two split less year three 
it's his backfield is what it looks like. So yeah, I mean, if you get the opportunity to take Brees, I think I think you do it. But yeah, I, I think it's a it's a no brainer. I mean, it's just those profiles of those big those big time bell cows, right? I mean, it's the you know if you just get into it, it's just you know these guys hit so high, especially with the draft capital and everything. I mean, I I would be a little. I mean, it's a little less bullish redraft just because you know he's. I mean, I think he's going to win the job out, but at first it seemed like, oh, he'll win the job out of camp, and now it seems like maybe Michael Carter will be in there for a few weeks to start off the year, or maybe half the season, who knows. But, um, yeah, but I'm curious your take, Zach. What do you think about Brees? I like him. I want to figure out where you guys put him trade value-wise. Say you won the 101. Are you considering moving down into this draft? Because you know there's good talent in the top eight or nine picks in the, the rookie draft this year. And picking up another quality starter is that in Dynasty, would you would you trade down and pick up you know your RB two or wide receiver two, and then you know a later draft pick? Would you give up Brees Hall, or or what tor- sort of value do you need to trade the one hundred one this year? I'd say two firsts at least with them staggered one this year, one next probably. At least it depends on how you look at the other team's roster. Do you think they're going to be trash? You might want that next year's first as well. Or maybe it's going to be a more staff draft. Who knows? I mean, they say that every year, I feel like. And <laughs> you, get, you get to draft season and, like, everyone's high on everyone. Or they're all just high. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, but, like, I don't know. You, you have to really like somebody at two or three and guarantee that you're going to, if you like love London and Williams and you're like very okay with either one or Ken Walker without, without that, I wouldn't trade down within this draft to get somebody else unless it was like a really big incentive. Like that's why I'm saying it, it's at least got to be what you think is going to early first next year, or it, it's probably like, somebody who, who's aging that could be a wide receiver one right now. But I mean, it's so tough because you don't know like what the other team situation is. Are they trying to rebuild or are they trying to win now? And if you're winning now and you think you have a shot this year and you have the chance to draft Brees, you might shop that for somebody a lot better. Yeah. You get Derek Henry. Derek Henry. You, you, you do yeah. that. I mean, would you do that straight up? You trade Brees for Derek Henry if you're in a win now? In a win now situation? That's bad dynasty owning, I think. Um, I think you get more. You, no, yeah, you you get more on the Derrick Henry side. No, oh. you you need the first and Henry. Right, I, w- I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't trade Brees yeah. for Henry straight up. I, right, I yeah, I, that's Derek that's what I'm saying. And a first and, and a piece. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Trade Brees, but that, that's what I'm saying. In that situation, like, yeah, you, you still get your first. You get somebody for the future, but then you get a guy who can help you win this year. Sounds yeah. like I'm gonna have to give up a lot to get Breeze. That's <laughs> the thing is like it's so hard, you know, to get Breeze. Um, you know, with his profile, what he does, he can catch. You know, and, and then you look at the last two drafts. It's been such. I mean, last year it was literally. I mean, you had Etn, but he got hurt. You had Najee, and then you had Javante, and then it was two guys that got drafted in the first round, like Carter and Sermon, that are. I mean, Carter turned out he's good. You know. Sermon's like a <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. He lost his arm one potential, right? So um, it's so hard to find a bell cow back, and it's so far behind the, it's so hard to find a place that you think will, com- you know, a team that you think will commit to it too and pay up the draft capital that, 
it's the cheapest way to get a, a running back is in the draft. Like if you want to get a bell cow running back on the, on the market, you have to pay two first plus, you know, especially if, unless you want, you know, a 27, 28 year old guy. And there's so much risk investing in those running backs, so much risk. So um, yeah, I, I, it would take a lot for me to move, move down. All right, Nick, sounds like, you know, just a fair <laughs> offer. You should get the job done. Um, what was the offer? Having those chats. What was the offer? Uh, there hasn't really been an official one yet. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Sorry, Zach. I wasn't trying to foil any uh, trade talks. I was just in my honest opinion. Nah, nah, nah. We'll, we'll make things work out. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know next week's podcast what uh, the outcome of our, our leagues are and uh, look forward to the, the rest of the year. But is there any, any other dynasty things that happened with you guys this offseason that, um, you know, was big news? I mean, teams or anything? I'm going full tank in one league and all in another. <laughs> like, it, 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 it is so fun to be on both sides right now. <laughs> like, I traded I traded Debo to you this offseason. Yep. I traded Josh Allen. Yeah. I've got four firsts next year. And three seconds. And three seconds. Something like and that. then I picked up Jamison, uh, Jamison Williams this year. Yeah. Um, so, like, my, my, and then I traded uh, – this last one was kind of a weird trade. Who did I trade? I traded a tight end for I traded oh, Zach yeah. for Rondell Moore. Zach Ertz for Rondell Moore. No, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. So yeah, you're really getting younger. Yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna take a flyer. Like, let's see what happens. Um, he's a second year wide receiver. He's a second year wide receiver. We're targeting those second year wide receivers. Should, should should have a bigger role in the offense. So I got I got I'm super young on that team. Um, and I'm just gonna keep selling. Like I've got guys that like will for help. the next five years. This man just yeah, no, no. I'm just saying this, this this year. I'm gonna keep selling. Like I've got like Chase Edmonds, Cordero. Um, I have guys that could like actually like help a team. Sure. I don't think I'm gonna get a first for either one. Maybe, maybe. Chase Edmonds. Definitely not Cordero. Well, I mean, if he becomes the next Derrick Henry or, or yeah, CMC. right? Can you imagine? He's just like <laughs> dominant. Like just he was good last year, but like seconds. all of a sudden, ten carries. 30, 30 touches a game. In that situation. Sounds like a fun world to live in. He's also like 32 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's so old. Super, like the, one of the oldest starting running backs. Probably the oldest starting running back. Who, who's not really a running back. I don't know. He is now, I guess. Um, yeah, so I full take in that league. And then in the other league, I'm like – Really competing. Acquired Josh. I sold Josh Allen in one league and acquired him in another. You don't see that a lot in no. one offseason. Normally you're either, you know, buy low or sell high. So so this one I'm going going for it all. I traded Joe Burrow, my one of my first my first this year, and that was the, those are the main pieces. For for Josh Allen, Michael Thomas, and Zachers. So in twenty twenty three first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I traded two first for him. Two first, no, I don't remember something like that. We can look it up. Be yeah, pretty it, was, easy. it was wild. I do remember a twenty-two first and a twenty-three first, and then uh, two kind of ancillary pieces. Um, how about your league, Braden? And uh, I mean leagues, I guess in general. How, how, yeah, how so I actually, yeah, I had a few trades. So one was earlier in the off season. I don't know what was going. So I was kind of just in my vision. I was gonna. Basically, you know, have two tank years and try to get these running backs cheap in the draft. And then I ended up buying Saquon Barkley 
because the deal like fell on my lap basically. So um, I, I think a guy was just really just trying, they were just out of the Barkley business. And so he, he basically said he had the 105 out the 104 and I had Damian Harrison, Deshaun Watson. And so he traded Saquon Barkley. We swapped firsts and I gave up Deshaun Watson and Damian Harris. Sounds so like Damian an Harris, win to me. Get rid yeah. So I honestly wasn't at the time, you know, now there's a lot of hype with Saquon, but at the time I was kind of like, yeah, you know, like the guy's done it before and he'd come back, but I was, you know, I wasn't bullish on him by any means. And, and then, but this deal falls like, I would be dumb not to take this. And so I, I just ended up, I ended up doing it. So, um, and now it just feels like, a, you know, just a no lose trade basically. And so, and then, you know, basically I went from being a, a rebuild team to now I feel like I'm actually a, a contender because from there I made a trade. Um, I had the 102 and the 105, and I traded my 204 and what are my fourth round? One of my fourth round picks for to move up to 103, and that was the reasoning behind that was so that I could get corner of the market and get Kenneth Walker and Drake London because I knew that if I was if I had 102, I'd probably have to sell out for either Drake London and Kenneth Walker, and one of them would go before the 105. And so I probably paid a little, you know, it felt like a fair amount, but I, I ended up cornering it so I could get the second best running back and the top wide receiver. And then long story short, I had a whole other trade where basically these guys were really set on getting kind of Walker. And so I traded, um, how did the trade go? It was Dallas Goddard, Trey Lance, the 102, which would be Kenneth Walker, and we had all these bylaws so that <laughs> this, is, this is the craziest trade of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the trade sense, but in terms of the rules that were required on this trade and what would go back and forth. Braden sent me this text, and it's like a legally written document. It's like, if this happens, we do this. If this happens, we do this. this and it's just like, this is an insane trade. <laughs> I wrote out that whole thing, too. I don't know. I didn't get anywhere. Uh, insane. Um, it was basically because we didn't, for some reason, we didn't want to do the trade after the draft. We just wanted to draft the players, and we created all these bylaws so that I was for sure going to get Drake London. That was all it was. So, uh, long story short, I traded. Uh, it was a one or two. It was Kenneth Walker, Dallas Goddard, Trey Lance, and it was my 2023 second pick. And I got a 2023 first. I got Lamar Jackson, and I got James Conner. That's a, that's, a, that's a good get. That's a haul. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm a little – I feel like I could very easily be holding the bag on James Conner, but uh, to get, you know, to still get a third RB that could be a bell cow, it put me in that contention window. And then now I saw the 2023 first, so I, if it fails, I can get hopefully get a running back next year. And then I really highly upgraded my quarterback situation because I pretty much oh, had yeah. Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford. Um, so yeah, now I feel like I'm in contention. I don't know how it's going to work out. I could totally, you know, I'm, I think right now, honestly, I'm trying to see if I can ride out Connor for a little bit and then trade him for a 2023 first and, but still be in contention. So we'll see what happens. But I, yeah, I love, I love how you're talking about maybe <laughs> swapping a 2023 first for Connor and I'm talking about it with Cordero Patterson and Chase Edmonds. <laughs> 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 right. Dude, the way the chase is rising right now, you might be able you never to know. Um, one of my favorite off-season things in uh, Dynasty. I don't know if it's appropriate to talk on <laughs> sure. the podcast, but you know what? What part of fantasy? One of the great parts of fantasy football is things can get a little inappropriate and funny, and it, it you know things just carry on. And uh, 
Well, the thing that happened here was uh, a man traded for Damian Pierce uh, right after the draft, and he named his his team Damian Pierce My Nipples. And I mean, right off the bat, that's funny. But he he spelled Damian wrong, and I pointed it out. And then uh, a guy with Lamar Jackson on his team, he spelled Lamar wrong, and he changed his name to Lamar Jackson My Nipples. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was hilarious, and I uh, I have Jalen Hurts on my team, and I wanted to be truthful, so I changed my team name to Friction Hurts My Nipples. <laughs> um, and then a guy's got Nick Chubb, and he changed his name to Chubby Nipples. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then another guy changes his name to Rub My Nipples Amonra. Okay. And uh, then another one that's... Me digs her nipples. <laughs> He's got digs. So I, I have not yet changed our team name. I'm, st- I'm still trying to think of something, but I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't expect there would be this many nipple teams in one league, but it's uh, it's been a, a true joy to see develop. You know what? I will put a poll up on Twitter with, <laughs> with, with, with the best names that we could think of with my team. All right. Each name just going to be more about three votes. Yeah. We're going to get three votes. Each name is <laughs> I guess it's gonna be like Jerry Judy's nipples. <laughs> Classic. That's option number one, everybody. Uh, like, give the least amount of effort possible. <laughs> but that might be what makes a great team name. Yeah. Honestly. Now you have to name your team Jerry Judy's nipples. <laughs> no. Nah. Is he the best candidate though? Because I do have Pat, Pat Fryer booth. Oh. Maybe I still like Jerry Judy. No, that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I, I guess I don't I don't know if we're going to spend a lot of time this week breaking down, you know, like guys that we want to target in the draft because we got our draft coming up, you know. So like going through and and really naming out, um, you know, guys that you're targeting in your in your redraft, your home league, you know, the one you care about the most. I don't know if we really need to get into that at all, um, but maybe if we talk about players from like a best ball perspective. I know we spent a lot of time uh, doing best ball drafts this offseason and still doing them up until kickoff of week one because they're they're fun to do. Um, how has best ball been going for you guys? Well, Braden, are you in on the hype, first of all? Do you play best ball? So I will admit that I, I've been learning more about the best ball mindset, but I haven't actually – draft my own best ball team. Oh, I, uh, next so off season. Yeah. Yeah. Next You're going to be consumed. Or during this year, even. But, no. Um, well, I guess you have to do it before the season. Yeah, you? Right. You, 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 should, you should make it a goal. I know we have a lot of fantasy make, drafts this week, but make, make it a goal. One best ball draft. One best ball draft. Okay. Deal. A good time. Is Greg listening to the podcast live? A few seconds ago, Greg changed his player nicknames on Sleeper to Saquon, Saquon My Nips and, and <laughs> Damian Pierce to Nipple Piercer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I When I changed my team name to Jalen, or my Friction Hurts My Nipples, I then immediately made Jalen Hurts My Nipple Commander. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's why these nicknames are coming in. <laughs> uh, I was thinking that Greg just like right now he just, just loves is, is joining just, the is listening to the pod. He's like, I gotta change my name. That is definitely an option. It is. If people need to join remotely to the live to the pod, we we can we can make that happen. Um, but getting back into best ball, 
Uh, yeah, Braden, get on a team this year. That it'll just be something fun to kind of follow in the background and really get get that itch to get in, you know, multiple leagues. I, I think I was in one or two last year, and now I'm in like twenty. Yeah, I, right? I, I think I did five last year. Is it just year. quick and easy, and you just you're, you you don't have to set your lineup all year, you know? Yeah, five oh, last God. year for me, and I'm in like fifteen right right now. Yeah. I've got like an insane amount of drafts. Uh, but yeah, it's fun, it's super easy. Yeah, and like players' values seem so much different in best ball than they do in redraft that I feel like it's okay sort of chatting about some of these guys maybe maybe more the later round guys yeah, um, yeah I want to hear you guys perspective like what do you look for in these rookies if you're in best ball it's just so break, maybe break down the rules quick. yeah here's how it's laid out it, it, it's a 12 team draft for the most part that's typically what happens and you are able to draft 18 players um, every single week the computer the system is going to already set up your best possible lineup for you. Your, so your lineup scores the most points that week is put into your starting lineup. Right. So your lineup is quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a flex, and a tight end. Generally, that's who it is, and it's half point PPR. Mm-hmm. So you you there's different strategies. You might want guys that are really consistent. You're going to want some really consistent guys. You're going to get you a good floor every single week just so you're getting good points every week. But, but then late in the draft, you want those guys like – Like M- a Deshaun Jackson. Like a Deshaun Jackson. Like he's going to have like six really good games, but he might have 11 bad. But that's okay in best ball because six games, you got a freaking awesome score. Yeah. So you want the guys that are going to finish as wide receiver one in this particular week or top five in that week. Hopefully, so, multiple so home times. run hitters, guys who you know can get long touchdowns, or you know have that ability to develop into somebody who is going to get touchdowns. I think touchdowns are kind of key here. Touchdowns are kind of key here um, in yeah. the later in the later rounds for sure. Um, so, so we're based on what you guys right. said. I'm just going to throw something out quick. Based on what yeah. you guys said, I, I have a perfect candidate that I'm thinking of, and tell me what you guys think. I, I, I wonder how, how what are we own them? How, how yeah. Um, KJ Hamler. Oh yeah, great late round wide receiver. Yeah, he's he's actually flown up into like an ADP position, like here at the end of camp compared to the beginning. Like that's in that range where you're like, oh, he's around some really good players. Oh, um, so he's almost too hyped now. He's getting uh, he's very hyped. yeah, he's getting very hyped. So if, for context here, in the one we're doing now, he was drafted around, and this, it's not that crazy. Jacoby Myers, KJ Osborne, DJ Chark, uh, Hamler, uh, Tolbert. Yeah. Garrett Wilson is, is even picked after him, which is wow. surprising. But for uh, one year, I mean. Yeah. I mean, people are expecting uh, him to get touchdowns. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he might only have three catches in one week, but it could be for 100 yards and a touchdown. And that means you've got a 17 and a half point week out of this player. Um, and if he does that four times this year, that's fine. And if he does it eight times this year, you're like, great. That's a guy I would have never like taken a shot on in regular I mean, redraft. Yeah. I mean, at the end of these things, ground picked like 200 or something. So it's like, you're getting guys that are super, super, super deep out there. Because you got to fill your roster um, with as much as you can get. Yet, yeah, pick two sixteen is the last pick in the draft. Around that ADP is like Brian Edwards, Braxton Berrios, 
Um, like these Randall guys, Cobb, Kendrick Bourne. These guys are drafted Nelson every Adler. draft. Yeah, every single draft. These these this kind the of guys are drafted because you fill that roster. And if you can just get that guy to hit once or twice at the end of this draft, like you did it, like Odell's and, drafted here. Like people are willing to wait on Odell to get one or two weeks. So a lot of championship um, teams last year had um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, or Rashad Penny on their teams, and those guys were just dominating the last like six weeks of the year. And yeah. so if you hit on a guy who's in a, an uncertain backfield or a rookie that has two guys in front of him get injured and now your sixth, 17th round pick is getting all this playing time, all this production, you're going to yeah. win real money because best ball drafts for the most part are all paid and there's real money on the line. Yeah. So let me ask so, you guys, where is, uh, where is Jamison Williams going in relation to KJ Hamler? Uh, below. Uh, no, above. They're, they're in like the same range. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would if, between KJ Hamler and Jameson Williams to me, it's a no-brainer. I would. I, I, like, I think Jameson Williams is being drafted higher. Um, but yeah, agreed. Like, why? Why would he not? Like, he he was the number twelve pick in the draft. Good job, Bikes. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I mean, he's he's a flyer. Like, he's got speed. Yeah, I think a lot of people. You guys are right, though. He's just falling, and a lot of people are just um just not thinking about him, you know, and, and he, he could be, I mean, just unreal, but anyways, I want to hear more about you guys' uh, underdog rookie All right. here. I'll go, I'll go through just like, I've got 15 teams, like I can't sort through them, but yeah. the, it's, it's cool how they let you see the exposure, like the amount of leagues that you've drafted these guys in, so I'll just like read to you like my top seven, and it's weird because like some of them are really, really low on the board, I just think they have a good shot, like James Robinson, like you're picking him and like pick 140, which is insane. Like, great value. Um, Alan Lazard, Adam Thielen, uh, an unsigned Will Fuller. <laughs> um, Michael Michael Gallup going late because people were always suspicious about the injury. You'll like this one, Braden. Robbie Anderson. I've got – like, Robbie Anderson could have a good week or two. And yeah. one of the last picks, you're happy with that. Uh, Cameron Brait, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Tua – or Daryl, like it's those are the guys that like you. I, I like Wait, that guy, their ADPs. How late is Jerry Judy going? Jerry Judy's not going late. He's like oh, his okay. ADP right now is forty-five. Got it. But he, but yeah, he, I mean, he could. We don't even know. He could totally be the number one over Cortland Sutton. I mean, it's not likely based on camps, but that's his range of outcomes. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying there. Zach's favorite late guy ever. Evan Ingram. <laughs> you know it, Garrett. I pulled up my exposure. Evan my Ingram. top guys, number one on the list, Evan Ingram. 22nd tight end drafted. You know, I think I started out, he was like the 25th tight end drafted. So just because of me, he's moved up three spots. Zach, your exposure on these is crazy. My exposure is very high. I am not diversified at all. My number two player, Cole Komet. I own him in 60% of my, my leagues. I'm really, I'm betting a lot. On at least one of Cole Komet or Evan Ingram getting production. <laughs> I would never bet on Evan every Ingram, week. ever. Garrett hates them. Other guys that I drafted in a lot of drafts. Chris Godwin, KJ Osborne, Chris Olave, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Those four wide receivers. Brandon Cooks goes Brandon Cooks and Chris Godwin are kind of in that middle, you know, fifty pick range. KJ Osborne, Chris Olave, they're kinda of later, you know, maybe the tenth, twelfth, fourteenth round. Uh, probably not that late, but you know those are wide receivers that I think are gonna 
have big weeks on their teams, and so I I'm drafted them a lot. Um, Austin Hooper and DeAndre Swift are two other guys that. So I only draft three tight ends. Right. <laughs> it's Evan Ingram, Paul Command, and Austin Hooper. I <laughs> uh, Before we wrap it up, I, I want to know your top quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end picked in in terms of exposure. Okay, quarterback. I've got three guys I pick a lot. Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones. All 30% of your leagues. Yep. I got Tua at 33% of my leagues. Damn. That's a lot of Tua. Uh, my running back, at 73.3% of leagues, <laughs> James <laughs> Robinson. Yeah, well, your next one's at 26%. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got DeAndre Swift, Derrick Henry, James Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco, A.J. Dillon. Those guys are all at 30% or more. Uh, wide receiver, I've got Alan Lazard, Adam Thielen, Will Fuller, all at 40%. I own Will Fuller in 40% of my leagues. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I got I got Lazard and Thielen at 30%. Um, I got Godwin, Osborne, Alave, Cooks at 40 Uh Tyquan Thornton, MBS, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods. Um, these are guys that – T. Higgins – that if, if I get them at ADP or they slip lower than ADP, I'm scooping them up every time. And then at tight end, Zach, you're going to be proud of me. At least my number three and four. <laughs> my number one, Cameron Bright. Number two, Noah Fant. Three and four, Evan Ingram and Cole Komet, baby. Yeah. Now, Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, Austin Hooper, 70, 60, and 40. I mean, <laughs> that means I'm overlapping those guys <laughs> over like 50% of the time. Right. I got at least two of those three. Um, it's just insane and I mean yeah I I, I take shots on other tight ends too I'm I'm a lover of of drafting three late tight ends rather than one early and and, uh, you know I'll throw a a dart at Isaiah Likely for Baltimore Mark Mark Andrews goes down immediately top five tight ends you were way bigger on Isaiah Likely before he ever even broke out you were like Isaiah Likely gonna get it this year another I want to point out that I was on all year before anyone else. Um, and, I mean, again, he could be nothing. Yeah. But it's uh, uh, Kyle Phillips from UCLA. Now he's on Tennessee. Soon as soon as he was drafted to Tennessee, I was like, that dude's going to get more work than Traylon Burks. I, I, I really like Kyle Phillips in the, that Tennessee offense. Uh, I know Nick Westbrook-Akini is starting out as the wide receiver, too. He's going to be wide receiver four by the end of the year. Because Burks and, and Phillips are going to be getting a lot of shares in Tennessee. Bringing the flames. I like that take. Let's go. Um, I have a question for you, Zach, as the tight end lover. What do you think about David Njoku in best ball? We, we love, love him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that he's he's probably my number four. Uh, he might have moved above Hooper in terms of like guys I like to target in best ball. Because his, his ADP's... You know, just below Komet, just above Ingram. Um, but, yeah, no, and, and Joku's ceiling is very high. He's got a lot of potential to be a top two target in uh, in Cleveland. And, you know, Brissett likes to target his tight ends, so he's got 11 weeks with Brissett. I'm totally fine as him even in a redraft league. If you miss out on the top 10 or 12 tight ends and you just want to go for number 16 and you think Njoku's your guy, he, he could be. Yep. Agreed. So that's best well, I got, ball. Well, I got one more question just as a, as a best ball noob, noob and then we can move on. But 
Uh, where do you – so are you guys like – where do you guys try to find the value? Are you, it sounds like those quarterbacks you're saying are pretty late. You know, pretty late. Are you guys trying to find the value in the quarterbacks and the tight ends and then you pay up for the, the running backs and the wide receivers? Or what's, how does that strategy kind of work? Yeah, typically. I mean, you, you, want, you want to be, like, really well off at running back and wide receiver, especially wide receiver, because you have to start three each week. And probably four with your flex. Pro- probably four with your flex. So, like, we're drafting a league right now. Me, like, me and Zach are doing, like, a slow draft together. Um, yeah. Our quarterback is Joe Burrow. Running backs are Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. So we kind of paid up at the beginning of the draft. So our receivers are like lacking, but they're like deep. Like T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, Jalen Tolbert. And, you know, with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, it was key to get Joe Burrow uh, because having a stacked lineup in with a, you know, a QB and a wide receiver on the same team, um, that pays dividends in a best ball league where, you know, you're not sure if you should start Tyler Boyd or Joe Burrow in a normal league, but then one week they go off for three touchdowns with each other, and, you know, Burrow probably has another touchdown to another guy. So you get these huge boom weeks where that team just goes off if you have that quarterback and wide receiver. Um, and it just, in in a regular, you know, uh, redraft league, you might win or lose, like you might lose some of those matchups that, they really hurt, but in best ball, you have a backup that can play on their their down weeks, you right. know. Um, so you're not you're not hurt as bad, but you get all those boom weeks. And then when you have both T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, it's like, oh, I'm going to get a lot of week good weeks with Burrow. Like Absolutely. I'm in, I'm going to get five to ten really good weeks. So that's, that's just Thanks, another key, that's another like key strategy in best ball is if you can get a stack at value, you should go for it. Like. Be willing to draft a guy one round higher than you normally would if it completes the stack in, in best ball. Um, I mean, that's kind of all we had lined up. Um, I mean, we're we're pretty excited to kind of get into this new format this year. Um, Absolutely, we're we're going to be talking about like like we said as many matchups as we can um, each week of the regular season, talking about who the fantasy relevant guys are and not just who they are, but like who you would pick between A and B, give you, give you some fantasy insight on that. And uh, just a lot more engagement, you know, we'll be posting on Twitter more and uh, you know, reaching out to people in our league and just chatting and, and getting the, the buzz around the leagues and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a long time. I'm excited. Ready to go. Be back. Gonna be back. boys. Yeah, we'll we'll stake our claim next week on our my guys. Really, really, you know, get week one of the of the NFL season hyped. Um, let you know what we're what we're doing in with our our own leagues and how we actually you know put our foot down on, on certain guys. And um, I'm it's excited be fun to, to talk about. Yeah, just lock that in. You know, we couldn't get into all of that tonight just with the way the fantasy works out. Uh, but it's it's gonna be a good time. Oh, without but, further ado. <laughs> without further ado, it's time for the munchies. I mean, we, we hyped it up earlier. We've got the cheddar and sour cream, it's flaming good. hot ruffles with LeBron James on the on the bag. All right, Braden, you got to make sure you add some some extra crumples into the the mic. Yep, yep. All right, here we go. Let's try it out.
pretty good. Mm. Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. It keeps that classic taste. But, but it's both as ways. soon as you finish one chip, you want one more, baby. Mm. But then you have that classic taste of Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Ruffles Cheddar Sour Cream, and everybody, those are both iconic. Yeah, you get the best of both worlds here. That's why they put the goat on there. I'm just going to keep eating these. <laughs> yeah, Garrett's done talking for the night. All right, what, what's, what's, the, what's the rating? I, I think for a chip, everyone should try it. Everyone should try it. Absolutely. Um, for a bag of chips that you can buy at the store, this might be a 10. I, I would say that out of any bag of chips that has ever been placed before me in my entire life, I'm more confident that I could eat this entire <laughs> thing in one sitting than any other bag. Okay, the real question. Here, here's the real test. Original cheddar sour cream or cheddar sour cream flaming hot? Flaming hot. No flaming question. hot. No Not doubt about it. Because cheddar sour cream is like one of the goat, snack, goat chips. Oh, I'll no. I love it. it. I've got nothing against the original. But so that that's, flaming hot dust, it just it keeps you coming back for more. That's... There we go. We heard it here. The Great. highest of What's your ranking? I, honestly, the hype train is off the rails. I'm at a 10.5 at this point. Let's Whoa. go. Zach, you're a 10? Yeah, easy. All right. There it is, everyone. You got to go get first recommendation of the year. Flaming hot cheddar and sour cream ruffles. With the ruffles <laughs> <babies. laughs> on the bag. On the bag. We could just be bag, Go buy it. <laughs> Could this be excited to be podcasting again? But it's a fire, the fire snack. Yeah, if we can top this again at a later point in the year, I'm gonna be so happy. I, I don't know that we will. <laughs> this this might be the best thing that we eat all year. I think the only time is if we happen to try sour strips for the first time on air. Oh. <laughs> again. Yeah, I think we, we, we might already did. We did that on the pod. We were sponsored by them unofficially last year. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all I snack above this. Is literally and this year, terms. this year's honorary um, sponsor, sponsor is LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> Not Ruffles, well, LeBron James. I can't wait for another 18 weeks of uh, football and snacks with you boys. It's going to be fun. Heck yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. All right. Cheers to the future and uh, later, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>